you found the Winding Roads Podcast. My name is Isaac Redinger. Each week, my guests and I talk about cars. Our own cars, our past cars, cars we're excited about, how we were bitten by the car enthusiast bug, and more. Hop in, buckle up, and join me for another great drive. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Today, we are talking car care. I have James Rogers here from Sky's the Limit Car Care. How are you doing tonight, James? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Isaac. Appreciate it. Sure. You got it. I appreciate it. I haven't talked uh, detailing in detail yet. It's something I've recently, in the last year or so, have gotten more involved with than I used to be, or at least it was for a while. So I've definitely learned a lot over the past year and a half, and I was hoping that you could help some of the listeners do the same as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. It's a, a lot of what I do with my job, and it's definitely a rabbit hole is once you get started, um, there's a lot of information to be known. So That is true. I'll just start with you. Um, you work for Sky's the Limit, and what is what do you do there specifically? Yeah, so uh, currently I am their uh, marketing manager. Uh, so um, I manage kind of our email lists, um, all the social media profiles. I do a lot of our graphic design, um, kind of represent the company in, in certain aspects in terms of uh, like online presence, um, help manage our YouTube videos, just, you know, anything marketing related is usually uh, in some way or form related to me. Okay. What would you say that uh, Sky's the Limit has a niche in? Um, in terms of niche, I mean, I guess I guess you could say that. Um, one thing that our company focuses on uh, more so than others, not everybody, because obviously um, there's there's some manufacturers and distributors out there that that um, you know uh, do this as well. But um, something that we've always focused on is we we try to only carry the the top detailing products that we can find. Um, we try to keep redundancies out of our product line, meaning that um, we'll give you a few different options, but we're not gonna give you a hundred options that do the same thing. Um, and the products that we're offering on our site are gonna be of high quality, um, really tested and trusted by us here in the office. Okay. You know, We usually don't carry things unless we're proud to offer it to our customers. That kind of brings me to one of my questions. What is the product that you are most excited about or use frequently or um, something that you just can really get behind if someone asks you for a certain product of this type? Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, we get these questions a lot. Um, and everybody at the office kind of has their own preference. Um, but mine specifically is, um, and I'll actually, it's, it's a tie between two products and they kind of do different things, but it's always hard for me to choose. Um, so one of them is from uh, CarPro, which we're the U.S. distributor for, uh, kind of a larger name in the detailing space. Um, they make a product called CarPro Hydro 2 Foam. Um, and basically what that is, is it's a, a sealant and wash in one. Um, I would okay. associate it more with a, uh, a vehicle sealant more so than a wash. Um, but what I like about it so much is that uh, it really produces like a nice glow on the vehicle, offers really nice protection. Um, my daily driver is beaten and I consistently have that protection for up to three months. And especially in the Florida sun, uh, you know, the, the results kind of speak for themselves. Uh, makes my car really nice, uh, you know, easy to wash off and things like that. Application is really easy too. Um, it's highly recommended uh, when people call me up and ask me uh, personally for recommendations. Um, and then the other one is actually by a brand called Ultima. Uh, interior Guard Plus, to be exact, um, and it's actually a sealant for your interior. Can go on multitude of different 
surfaces, basically everything except for your carpets. And even then you could you could put it on there as well. Um, kind of gives everything a cashmere feel, darkens it up a little bit. Uh, UV barrier, so it protects against the sun. Perfect for dashboards that you know are susceptible for cracking. Um, and, you know, it keeps dust from accumulating over time too. So uh, usually what I tell customers, if they're looking for a good interior sealant and an exterior sealant, those are my two recommended products. That reminds me, oh, or brings something else to mind. Um, I'm pretty picky when it comes to interior products for cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like some, for example, Armorall, um, it's for me, it creates a really high gloss shine on the dashboard and makes it reflect a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much never do anything to my dashboard except for dust it off with um, like a California car duster or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, is there a product that can you be used for the interior that won't increase shine and will make it more even satin or dull um, or just not, you know, promote the shine for that specific area? So, um, I mean, there's a couple of different things that we have for sure. Um, not to bring up literally the product that I just mentioned, um, but the, the Ultima does not, just because you related it to like an Armor All product, the Ultima mm -hmm. is very subtle with that. Um, it's not as aggressive because um, I've seen Armor All in person. Um, it is, is quite aggressive. That'd be, you know, what I used to describe it. Um, you know, it, it's going to darken it up. I wouldn't even say that it brings a shine. Um, it almost just kind of restores everything to a, a newer look. Uh, refresh, if you will, um, without having that that aggressive shine or reflectability. Um, either that or uh, CarPro has a really nice interior detail spray called Inner QD now, um, which was just released late last year. And that has some uh, protection capabilities to it. It's, its main purpose is just to do some light cleaning and dusting. Um, but I think that might be more your speed in terms of adding some protection without really adding any gloss um, or any difference in the, the look or feel of the surface at all. Are there any products that are relatively new to the catalog that you're really excited about? Some things that I'm excited for, I can't say that I've personally uh, used them yet um, just because of how new they are, um, but they have been announced and they are actually live on our site right now, um, but Obsessed, so that's it's spelled a little funny. Um, it's spelled O-B-S-S-S-S-D, um, just came out. They released three of their new products. We're a U.S. distributor for them. They're based in Canada, actually. Um, and they just came out with a um, two new metal products, a metal polish and a metal sealant. Um, but the one thing that I'm really excited to test out from them is they have a ceramic spray detailer. And so I've used uh, some of the Obsessed products in the past, um, and they're really effective at what they do, high-quality ingredients, um, materials. Um, and so, you know, I'm always interested, especially with sealing the vehicle um, in terms of my personal preference for protection. Um, I'm excited to test that out, see the, the easeability, um, how easy it is to apply, how long lasting it is. Um, I know, I think someone in the office has done some initial tests and they've had some really good results so far. I just personally haven't been able to get my hands on it yet. But um, those are definitely some new things on, on, the, uh, on the release that are brand new. Cool. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, what is your daily driver or what else is in your garage? So um, I drive a Subaru Crosstrek. That's my daily. Okay. Uh, 2014. Um, you've probably seen it if anybody watches the YouTube videos from ours. I've used it in a few of the videos there. Um, but that's that's my daily, my good old reliable. What was your first car memory? The earliest thing you can think of or the earliest memory that comes to mind involving a car? All right. So earliest memory. Um I can't remember how old I was, but I remember going to a card show with my dad. And at the time I really loved um, Jeeps. 
and I think it was called the Jeep Hurricane, if I wasn't mistaken. And it was a wild, um, whether it be a concept, I don't think it ever came into production. They maybe made a couple of them, um, but it was a Jeep that had an engine in both the front and the back. And it was a really wild um, concept, but that's, I don't know much about it other than just remembering that, that it had the two engines and it was a Jeep model. Um, but that was definitely my earliest. I was, I was really young at that time. I don't know if I've ever heard of that mm -hmm. one. But Jeep Hurricane, cool. I remember that because it had to do with Florida and it was a Florida car show and then Hurricane, obviously. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> so I guess that you've been in Florida most of your life then. I have, yeah. I was basically raised here. I wasn't born here, but I consider myself a Floridian just with how long I've been down here. That being said, have you picked up any tips or do you have any tricks for people in places that get a lot of sun to um, help keep their car in good shape? I know... Like, for example, one of the best things to do is to wash your car in the shade. And depending on where you are, that can be hard to do if you don't have a lot of trees around um, and things like that or a garage and things like that. So any any tips that you've um, developed or someone's told you about over the years that you could share? Yeah, in terms of detailing, um, I mean, yeah, because absolutely down here, it's brutal. Um, you know, a lot of products you really can't use out in the sun um, and it can be hard to find shade. So um what I'll recommend to people is if you have, sometimes they have those self-service washes that have the, the bays basically um, where you would be able to select like the different soaps. Um, if people are really in an instance where they need to get someplace that they can wash their car, um, what I've even done in the past is uh, gone to one of those places and just paid for the water um, and actually use that shaded area to then detail my car in that area. Usually if it's not that high volume, it's not an issue. Um, people don't really get upset about that. Um, I know pop-up canopies is an extremely um, versatile tool and popular down here, as well as, uh, especially for a lot of the mobile detailers um, mm. that we kind of support um, down here. So it's just, it's honestly just, you gotta get kind of creative with it sometimes. Um, I know for us, when it gets to a certain part of the day, the sun actually hides behind the the building um, that Sky's the Limit is located in. And so it actually makes a nice little uh, cement block basically where you can park a car out of the shade and detail there. Um, so I know, nice. you know, we've done that before where we've just kind of used the side of the building to detail, um, you know, basically past midday whenever that sun finally goes behind the building. That's pretty convenient. Yeah, it is. You, you could probably use it, uh, utilize it a lot for either shoots or um, just testing products and things like that as well. We do. Yes. Yeah. We have, um, we, we use that quite a bit whenever we can, especially for video shoots. We have to time the day just so that way the sun's not out. Um, either that, mm. or we have a small, uh, detail bay at the back of the shop, um, which is unfortunately a pain to get a car into just the way that the shop is located, um, or laid out, excuse me. Um, and how we've had to expand more into a warehouse type space. Um, but that's, you know, we have a little detail bay back there that we'll do uh, small demos and, and a couple of our videos. That's where a lot of our videos are done and when it doesn't need to be outside. Obviously, the the ceramic coating and long-term sealant space is really hot right now. Uh, there's another one I've heard of recently, graphene. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a version or maybe the, the next level above ceramic coating. Um, I, I'm sure you get, a, you know, tons of questions about ceramics and graphene all day long as well. Um, what are some tips or things like that that people may not know about ceramic coatings that you could um, share? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I could do, whew, this could be a four hour piece on this. This is one of our <laughs> biggest, um, one of our biggest topics that we, we can explain basically all day because can, we can go so in depth on mm. ceramic coatings. But uh, if I had to really just summarize it, do your own research. 
find a trusted okay. source um, when it comes to ceramic coatings. A lot of things on the market right now are promising people arbitrary numbers of longevity, are promising you, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ceramic coating, lifetime warranties. Um, a lot of these these statements that are just not true. The things that we would we always tell people is that ceramic coatings last as long as you can maintain them. Yes, you want a quality product behind them, but a ceramic coating needs to be maintained um, and that maintenance can determine how long a coating lasts. So something you'll notice with CarPro coatings, uh, C-Quartz coatings, which is the, the brand that we represent and, and the only ceramic coating brand that we carry, is that we average all of our coatings at, it says two plus years, and that's for two coats of the coatings. And that's because we don't want to give people an inflated number um, when they don't maintain their ve their vehicle correctly and their coating inevitably fails. Some people think that you can slap a ceramic coating on a vehicle and it becomes invincible. You never have to wash it again. What we try to make people aware of is this is an external barrier that A, yes, makes your vehicle easier to clean, but it's just its main purpose is to protect the finish of your vehicle, not make it uh, impenetrable to exterior elements or damage. Um, so finding a trusted resource, whether that be a distributor, if you're going to try to do it yourself or a detailer um, that really stands behind their products and really focuses on telling their clients honest information. Usually if people are telling you something that you don't want to hear, they're trying to be honest with you. And those are the people that you want to trust. Um, like we have detailers that will service some of our customers in terms of them get actually getting coatings and they will tell people, hey, I'm not going to coat your car because this isn't the right product for you after asking them some questions about their maintenance and what they would be willing to do. So um, I think those are some of the biggest things that uh, about ceramic coatings on the market, that would be the main points um, that I'd give to people. Uh, one question that I haven't asked often, but my wife actually asked me recently. So I have a 2006 uh, Cayman and I am the fifth or sixth owner. Being a Porsche, it surprisingly wasn't taken taken as good a care of physically, I think, as you might expect. Mm -hmm. So, and it, when I bought it, it only had forty one thousand miles on it, and it had just peppered all over the front bumper. Mm -hmm. She asked why I haven't ceramic coated my car yet, and I said, well, because I feel like to do that right, I would want to have the the bumper and like the the front of the hood and fenders and things repainted, mm -hmm. and then coat that. Um, would it still be worth doing um, with a paint surface that's not perfect? Uh, so that's a good question. And I would say that kind of has to depend on your personal preference. So in ideal world, yes, you want to seal your vehicle in the best condition possible. That's why, you know, we always recommend, you know, if you're going to do a, a solid polish to get your paint as perfect as possible, then seal that perfection, all that hard work with a coating, um, you know, to get it, uh, you know, to, to protect that finish. Um, if you are okay with the current state of your vehicle and you're looking to prevent further damage, um, then yes, that would be something that you might want to look into is, is a ceramic coating, maybe even perfecting some of the paint with a light polish or a one-step polish, get it even looking better than it was, and then sealing that with a coating. Um, some people just wouldn't be able to handle the fact that their car looks like that. If you want to prevent further damage, 
that'd be a good choice for you. Um, I know for the front, I'll be completely honest, uh, especially with rock chips, PPF would probably be a good thing to look into, um, which isn't something that CarPro is offering. Um, but there's a lot of installers, uh, certified C-Course installers um, that do offer those services that you can then put a ceramic coating on top of. I guess to just kind of summarize, if you're okay with the current condition of your vehicle, you can definitely coat it. Just know that that's going to be the condition that's underneath the coating. That makes sense. So there are a lot of different tools and and things you could get if you really want to, you know, get in depth to it. Like you said earlier, um, you could really talk for a long time about, you know, how to properly care for the car. Um, when I started really getting into it about a year and a half ago, I started getting some brushes and some, you know, I saw the two bucket me the two bucket method and things like that. Um, are there any essential tools that you would recommend everyone must have in their arsenal uh, before they kind of start expanding out? Yeah, in terms of some essentials, um, I mean, there's a couple of different options on the market. Um, the main thing that I think you would want to have for sure is, you know, in terms of just bare basics is a, a car soap that you really trust, pH neutral, um, no additives. So uh, like CarPro Reset is a great option from the CarPro line. Um, but I think the like main tool, if one comes to mind, would be a, a solid washing mitt or a pad. You're going to want a tool that you can rely on or trust the quality in it. So there's some low tier microfibers that, you know, can potentially scratch your paint, which is, you know, what you're trying to prevent um, as much as possible during that wash stage. So uh, a big brand that we, we offer is Microfiber Madness, which these are quite literally the highest quality microfiber tools that we've found. Um, they, we import them from Germany. They are like hyper-focused on quality. Each one comes individually packed. Um, and, you know, we haven't found anything that's as quality as them yet. So it's usually our top recommendation if you're looking for a solid tool. Um, so, and I've had, I think the same microfiber mitt, if you take care of it properly for a couple of years now, um, cause I've been with the company since 2017. Um, and although I've bought a new one recently to use at different parts of my vehicle, the one that I've had since I originally bought it is still working well. Um, so, you know, if you invest in a really good wash tool that, you know, isn't gonna scratch your paint as long as you maintain it properly, um, I think that would probably be one of the, the most important tools that I would always have. I've played around with using a couple of different wash tools. Mm -hmm. So I used to have a wash mitt and then it started getting a little older and I wanted to find something different for my wheels. So I have three or four different tools for my wheels. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I've done because I don't currently have a wash mitt for the paint is I started using one of my microfiber towels. Uh, it's, uh, I think they're 700 uh 600 count something like that gsm yeah mm -hmm. gsm that's what i was looking for thank mm -hmm. you um i think they're at least at least 600 maybe 800 but what i found is they hold a lot of soap and they're hard to wring out and i i mean it's good because it lifts off the dirt but i also feel like i can't wring it out as good as i could my wash mitt so mm -hmm. maybe a lighter gsm uh, towel would be good or do you think that the wash mitts are specifically designed for um, the rinseability. So I definitely won't, uh, I won't speak in absolutes because, you know, sometimes like even just washing with a towel is something that I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but I, I won't, sure. you know, sit here and say it doesn't work, especially if you're having good, you know, luck with it. Um, but things that I definitely would focus on is making sure that the, the fibers, you know, depending on the towel, like you said, it was a 700 GSM, as long as the fibers are long enough to lift up that dirt and not reintroduce them into the paint during the wash, then that would be one of the most important 
things that I would worry about um, is making sure that this this mitt or this towel is doing a good job at lifting that dirt off the surface um, and not using it to then scratch the paint. And then also the fibers are soft in themselves um, to not do any more damage to the paint either. So um, I would say for the most part, like mitts, I think are, whether it be a mitt or a pad um, or a washing tool that's made for your paint are usually designed for that purpose. Um, and then usually when you're able to dunk them in the water, um, because they're thicker and they're not as flat as just say as a towel, um, there's less of a chance of these dirt and debris to kind of get caught into the folds of the towel when you dunk it in your bucket. So this mitt actually kind of releases the dirt when you dunk it there or use your wash grit, uh, grit board to, to scrape out any dirt. Um, so, but if you're having good use with your towel, I mean, you know, then that works for you. I just, I've always used a mitt or a pad personally. I don't know why I haven't gotten another mitt, but I just kind of thought I'd been thought I'd try it for a little while and I don't dislike it. Like I like the way it feels and I can definitely tell that it's just gliding over the paint and picking up, you know, dirt and things like that. I do pre-wash with, with a snow foam. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that stuff is off of the surface, but I do like, like functionally, I like how the, the, the big microfiber towel works and to be clear to the audience, like it's not like a Terry towel where it's like, you know, your kitchen towel, um, that I would, never do in my paint but um this is a really soft towel that you could some people use them for buffing wax or or polish off of a you know the paint things like that uh it just gets really sudsy and that's a good thing until i'm done and then i i want to clean it a little better and the best way to clean it then is to put in the washing machine so mm -hmm. um, i guess i'm trying to find a solution somewhere in between a wash mitt and a, a towel that can be easily rinsed so i don't have to wash it so frequently but i guess it kind of comes with the territory of how thick of a product i'm using to wash the car with yeah that's, that's a very true statement there too that being said my wheels are like so frustrating for me <laughs> yeah i have i have simple wheels and well, relatively simple but I, I feel like like i have three or four tools and i will clean them and i go back when I'm done. I'm like, Oh, I missed that. Like I shouldn't, I should have done this a little bit differently or better. Um, and then I look at some of the more complex wheel designs and I just wonder how people wash them. But one of the things that I've found last year that I really enjoy using is a small, like one inch round brush mm -hmm. to get into the lug nut holes. Yep. Um, that is just makes things so much easier. And it's just one of those little details that I've, I really enjoy doing that step on wheels now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wheels are definitely a, um, I mean, it's like a whole animal. It's a whole bracket, you know, when it comes to detailing. Um, I mean, my wheels are pretty simplistic. I actually went with a, uh, my wheels don't have any spokes, so I can't even see my rotors or anything. And I did that on purpose. Um, so it makes my, my job a little bit easier. Um, just cause I was kind of in that situation. I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm spending so much time, you know, scrubbing these things down. Um, but one thing that I know for a fact, if you have spokes on your vehicle or the one inch brush, I would say is like an essential for everybody. Everybody should have that for a wheel. Um, yeah. sure. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. Yeah. But, um, one thing I know if you feel like you're missing spots or, uh, if you are the kind of person that have more versatility in your hands, um, you know, there's designated mitts that are actually made for wheels, um, that have, uh, so there's one from mad microfiber madness that has an opposable thumb. So it's almost like mm. you can wrap your hand around the spokes. 
So basically, you know, you just turn your entire hand into a soft glove and then, you know, okay. you're at your own device, wherever you can reach your hand in, you can scrub and get that surface. So you're not necessarily having to rely on a brush and having to use as much accuracy there. Um, really helpful for spokes and stuff like that. But, um, that are you yeah that's way better than my old wheel brush my old one was like or not brush but it was a mitt that was triangle shape okay and so the the tip of it was nice because you could get into small areas mm -hmm. but it wore it wore through and um it was also hard to hold so like you get like a hand cramp and um it had its, its advantages but i think it was kind of a flawed product and i think that thumb portion that you mentioned would be a great solution to that yeah it's it's a great thing for spokes for sure um you know that's that's a really good tool there and it's uh it, i mean it's made just for wheels that's the whole purpose of it so i have seen a few different types of wheel cleaners from the same company for example that will be like some are purple and they turn uh, or they turn purple with with iron from the brake pads to let you know that it's being cleaned or um, they'll have like different levels are there certain things you want to stay away from when it comes to cleaning wheels? Or if you notice that your wheels aren't getting clean enough, then maybe you have to go to a more aggressive one based on like the brake pad dust that's accumulating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess in terms of, we always recommend using like the, the most gentle solution first. Uh, so like a general car soap is sometimes capable of cleaning a wheel effectively, especially if you have it sealed properly or coated, um, and maybe your vehicle is not as susceptible to that brake dust or that iron fallout. Um, a lot of the times though, that's not the case. Uh, so what we'll recommend is, uh, to reference that, that like kind of purple bleeding, um, is what I call it when you use on a wheel cleaner. Um, you know, its main purpose right then and there is to target those ferocious particles that brake dust. Um, those are really great tools. Uh, CarPro Iron X isn't necessarily intended for wheels. It's just made for iron decon. That's a good one. Uh, our top one that we have is from a brand named Tuga, which actually has additional cleaners in it too. Um, I would say that that would be like the baseline for wheels in my opinion. Um, but in terms of that, the only thing that I would worry about those is uh, if you have ceramic brakes. Um, so that's the only time that we would recommend to stay away from those products because they can actually eat at the, the physical brake pads um, and damage that. Um, and then usually, I mean, they make some acidic brake cleaners, um, you know, that are, are a lot more harsh or like wheel brighteners. Um, I can't say that my experience has gone that far to the point where I've ever been in a situation where I needed it. Um, I also, you know, I don't work in a, a detail shop that has a lot of volume where I see, you know, um, really horrendous wheels that might need that kind of uh, cleaning. Um, but everything that I've ever encountered, it was able to be handled um, with a wheel cleaner like Tuga, um, or even using a combination of Iron X uh, to target the brake dust and then just a general soap. I believe Tuga is the brand of the wheel cleaner I just picked up from you guys a few weeks ago. And I have yet to use it, but um, I just haven't had a chance to wash my car. So it's starting to get dirty again. So gotcha. it'll be... The wheels will be nice and dirty when I do get to clean it. There you go. I, I can confidently say there's, I don't think there's a single instance where anybody has switched to Tuga and then wanted to switch back. Um, hmm. It is truly a fantastic wheel cleaner. Would you say that you should expect to need some kind of agitation to get the wheels clean? Or are there some cleaners out there that you can pretty much spray on and hose off and will do most of the job? 
Um, so it depends on how dirty your wheels are, of course. Um, Tuga does have applications where you won't have to agitate it. Um, it will clean a, a big portion of the wheel even without agitation. That's how effective it is. Um, I almost okay. always agitate just because I'm a neat freak and I want to make sure that I get absolutely everything. Sure. Um, so, you know, I always go straight to the agitation stage. Um, but that is a wheel cleaner that will do a significant amount of cleaning without any agitation needed. Do you have any experience with snow foam wheel cleaners? So snow foam, it, it's it's kind of a an interesting take, or at least my take of it on the detailing industry. So a lot of people just associate it as like a separate product, but I almost look mm. at it as, you know, what does the customer mean by snow foam? So sure. you can take our no more normal car soap, uh, car pro reset, put it in a snow uh, a cannon and foam a tire. And then you just effectively have a quote unquote snow foam. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, sometimes people will relate. Uh, there's a product iron X snow foam, which actually has it in the name. Um, that is a soap that has iron X mixed in with it uses more of a maintenance tool. That's a very popular product for wheels as well. Um, so I guess in terms of my experience with snow foam, I've always just kind of used standard cleaners, not necessarily foaming specific products. Um, I think there is some level of marketing in ter- in the word snow foam, but that, you know, that it's, it kind of is everybody's uh, interpretation of it. I asked because I tried one type of wheel cleaner that was, I think, designed to go into a foam cannon <laughs> and using it out of the spray bottle. I was kind of, disappointed with the product, to be honest. Um, I didn't use it in my foam cannon because I don't have a dedicated, I didn't want to clean out the, the Lance mm-hmm. and then go onto my snow foam for the, for the paint, because yeah. you obviously don't want to spray the, the wheel cleaner onto your, you know, any residual stuff in there yeah. onto the paint. So, uh, that's why I kept it in the bottle. And to that extent, I wasn't super impressed with it. I thought it was kind of average. Um, but that was only one I've seen that was marketed as a, a wheel foam. Tuga, you don't have to foam, uh, you know, any of our wheel cleaners, it's not foamed, it's just sprayed on. So I'm not entirely sure. I, I would say if you're gonna have to foam it on there, you have to add water. Um, and at that point you might even be diluting the solution. Meanwhile, if you're just right. using a target uh, product that's straight out the bottle, you know, you're getting 100% wheel cleaner uh, that you're spraying onto sure. the wheel. Love the show and want to help it grow? Now you can. Head over to patreon.com slash podcast. You'll find posts with show updates as well as be able to select your support tier. With three tiers to choose from, you can simply support the show, get a shout out, or even make a special request and join me for a drive in our own cars. I appreciate your support. It truly means a lot and will go a long way to helping deliver a better show for you. The next bane of, I think most people's existence probably when it comes to cleaning the car is probably glass. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) um, I do, I have started using glass specific um, towels. And I like those better than paper towels that I used to use. I don't don't know if I've really seen a glass cleaner that stands out above the rest. Have you seen one that you say hands down is great or is like Windex really all you need? Um, So I will never use Windex ever again on my glass, um, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I I think it's a good combination between a nice, uh, a a good cleaner, as well as a good towel. So, um, you know, if you get that waffle weave kind of towel, which is really popular for uh, glass, I think that does make a difference. 
Um, just a little pro tip actually for glass, um, specifically like your windshield, something uh, that we try to tell people whenever we can, is if you clean the front of your windshield in one way, just say go up and down, mm. um, and then you go to the interior and then you wipe it horizontally, then when you look at your mm. glass, you'll be able to see any streaks. If you missed anything, and you'll know what size of the glass is on. Um, right. Just a real quick tip there. but. Um, so that's a great tip. Yeah, you learned that a few years ago. And it's it ma does make things easier when you're like, is, is that streak on the inside or yeah. the outside? Now, you know, flip flap, you know, flip flopping back and forth trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah. uh, CarPro makes a good glass cleaner clarify. That's probably my favorite. Um, I do like a lot of the CarPro products. Uh, and then Tuga, actually the same brand they, uh, that makes um, the wheel cleaner, they make a good glass cleaner as well. Um, mm. But you know, I think the towel has a, a majority of the uh, the effect there as well um, in terms of the glass cleaning. But, uh, one thing that I will say about glass cleaning is if you have really high expectations out of your glass cleaner, um, you know, you might be disappointed. So, um, like I just recently got some water spotting on my glass on my Subaru and the glass cleaner was obviously not able to remove that. So I ended up having to go to more aggressive means, but, um, so as long as you know, your limitations, uh, of it, you know, uh, I think those two stand out in, in terms of, uh, things that I've used. Now, CarPro, I know a lot of people may not be as familiar with it as some of the bigger name companies. A friend of mine turned me on to them a few years ago, uh, but I, he kind of implied that it was more of a detailer's product. Uh, is that historically true, but they're kind of going more mainstream? Or um, what can you tell me about you know CarPro and, and where they started? I would say that... CarPro may have initially started out as a detailer's product. I don't think that's inherently true. Um, I definitely won't okay. know the the original history of the the brand as much as the owner Corey will, because um, sure. he actually started the the brand in the United States in 2012, um, and so he started growing the its presence here in the U.S. But um, I think the misconception of where that might come from is that what CarPro really focuses on is uh, high quality results. And so one of the things that they've told themselves of doing is that, you know, you're not going to find CarPro in your average, uh, you know, automotive store. They're, they're products that we want to make sure that when people are buying it, it's more for individuals that know that they're going to get into detailing um, and that are going to read about the products and use them properly. So, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's, whether it be the marketing uh, nature of the, the products, um, you know, they, they just, we are a little bit of a higher grade um, in terms of what you can just buy at your, your you know, your local Walmart, um, you know, so there, there's a little bit more use there. Uh, when it comes to being like a detailer's product, I would disagree um, because, you know, we serve a wide variety of DIY weekend warriors, people that are just looking to start, get started. And CarPro still makes, you know, fantastic products. I would even argue it simplifies the process a lot too. Mm. Um, you have some brands out there that are really targeting the retail or the DIY market, yet they have 500 products that all do the same thing. Um, one of my favorite things is people are asking, they're like, hey, is this soap good for black cars? And I'm like, this soap is good for every car. Soap isn't made for a specific color. And they're like, oh, well, this yeah. one's good for white cars and this one's good for yellow cars. And I'm like, that is just them trying to have you buy two different types of soaps. Um, so, you know, Carper really simplifies it. Uh, a lot of the product line was made to revolve around the install of the C-Quartz ceramic coatings, but then all of the mm. same products that use for the prep is also the same product that you use for the maintenance. So a lot of the products have multi-use. Um, they are longer lasting, so you don't have to use them as often. Um, and they just really focus on results. So um, I think as long as the the 
the stigma around the detailing industry or, you know, people trying to just get things for as cheap as possible. If they're looking for quality products um, that are really going to make an impact on their vehicles, then CarPro is 100% something you should be looking into. I think also maybe why I had that initial impression was kind of to your point about focusing on the, the quality of the product is they don't have like flashy labeling, like mm -hmm. all their products kind of, they have a simple label with some, you know, some lines on it, but the label tells you exactly what it does or what it is or what it's for, um, as opposed to having like sparkles or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the soap looks really great. Like I had uh, Meguiar's products. Actually, I still have it. It's like 10 years old and I probably don't really get any benefit from it, but it had like little golden uh, wax beads in it mm -hmm. that you could see. So like kind of that stuff is, you know, designed for, you know, something to catch your eye on a shelf in a store as opposed to if you're someone looking for a really high quality product you're not actually going to the store you're going somewhere else to either a local company that sells detailing products or you know online to a website like carpro um, us where you can get the more products designed to have better results and like the money goes into the r d i guess it's a long-winded way of saying what i'm trying to get to is the money that you spend on it more of it goes into r d than the marketing side yeah absolutely um well i would say 100 um i mean we've definitely spent some money the, the labeling looks uh really elegant and sleek right now compared to what it was when i first started and even more so when the company first started in the united states um, but the, you're 100% right. We're not trying to sell you car pro reset because it's got a shiny car on the label or, uh, some wax beads, which reset doesn't have any additives into it anyway. Um, you know, we're trying to sell you, okay, I'm looking for a quality car soap. Okay. Car pro is a quality brand. I know that's going to be the best car soap that they have because we're going to put more research into developing the best products that we can. Um, so I think you hit the, the nail on the head with that one. When I first heard of CarPro, I also heard of it around the same time as Built Hambler, and or I think that's how you say it. And I feel like that's another European company that is not well known in this country. But that that company, they sell like big, large gallons and five gallons of stuff. So mm -hmm. I think they are more focused on, you know, the the professional market. Yeah, commercial, mm -hmm. like larger quantity mm -hmm. shops and stuff like that. Yeah. So one thing I used to do is. I would do like a three stage and we can thank Meguiar's for getting me for this. So um, they had like 10 or 15 years ago, they had um, a series of products. It was really simply labeled in store. Uh, one, two, and three had a, a compound and then you had a polish and then you had a wax. And I thought, okay, this is what I need to do every six months or so when I wax the car. As I'm learning a little bit more, I feel like that may not be totally correct because sometimes you don't want to compound every time you're planning on waxing because you're kind of eating away or not eating away, but to an extent you're reducing micro microscopically how yeah. much clear coat is there. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. And of course, I mean, like you said, we're talking about microscopic. I mean, it's, it's very small quantities here, you know, um, but absolutely like if you're going and taking an aggressive compound to your paint every time you want to wax your vehicle when you don't need to, um, the whole purpose of a compound is to remove heavy defects. So if your vehicle just doesn't have heavy defects, then all you're doing is eating into your clear coat more than you need to um, and doing extra steps. So, um, you know, that's why, you know, just to quickly throw ceramic coatings back in there, 
you compound it, you get it finalized, you get the paint as perfect as possible, and then you seal it and protect mm -hmm. it so you don't have to compound and eat away at your clear coat anymore. It protects and preserves your paint. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and even wax, uh, you know, wax is definitely something that's not as popular in today's market. Um, but I still think that, you know, it has an application. There's some people that really prefer it. So just realize that when you go to wax your vehicle, um, you know, you don't have to do that correction each time. You know, you might only right. need to do a finishing polish if you're really anal about getting out those small squirrels, those small swirls and small scratches. Um, and even then, you know, if that's something that you find yourself doing all the time, it might be time to maybe do a little bit of research and look into a sealant um, or maybe a heavier grade protectant uh, that might be able to, you know, protect your vehicle from getting those scratches in the first place. Um, or maybe it's as simple as just changing out your microfiber mitt because your mitt's doing all the damage. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, uh, there's, for certain markets and for certain individuals, that one, two, three stage is perfect for them. You know, they, they don't want to have to go into the deep, you know, detail that just, it works for them. Um, but if you're really looking for the best care of your vehicle, you know, there are certain steps to go through. There are certain things to learn. Um, you know, and, and one of the best things is, you know, uh, just not to, I mean, to kind of plug us is, so what we do is, you know, we're not commission-based. We don't, you know, our main focus is when you call our office is we're going to talk to you. We're going to ask you questions and we're going to find out what your goals are. And then we're going to just recommend the best products to take care of your car every time. You know, if you have a problem, we're going to try to help you solve it. Um, we never push anything on you. We're just going to make honest recommendations of things that we've used. And so, you know, just learning what you need to do for your vehicle because everybody's different is, is the main goal there. I actually thought of a random question when you were you mentioned uh, ceramic coatings again. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I do probably once a year, uh, maybe once every two years is I'll I'll feel the paint, well, I guess kind of as needed, but I'll feel the paint. And if I can feel some some resistance on there, then I'll clay bar it. Mm -hmm. Do you, would you say that ceramic coatings help to reduce that need or do, does, do small particles still find their way into the ceramic coating? And so you might need a maintenance clay bar here and there. Really good question. Cause there's a few things here that I can, I can quickly go over. Um, oh, cool. So one, yes, the ceramic coating, once again, it all depends on your area. If you're next to a train station, you're going to have this way more than the average individual, right? Rail dust, things like that. But the ceramic coating, its main purpose is to prevent and reflect or uh, repel you know, um, elements, you know, contaminants, things like that. So, you know, it will do a better job at pr uh, keeping these things off of your paint. Over time, there will be things that get into your paint, uh, especially the, that iron sediment. You know, every time you drive down the road, somebody breaks in front of you, you know, little particulates of brake dust are getting, you know, hitting your vehicle. So it's actually recommended uh, IronX, the same product that you'll use to prep your car for the ceramic coating, to do an IronX decontamination on your ceramic coating every six months or so. If it's a garage queen, you know, you're probably going to only have to do that once a year. Um, okay. But clay bar would never be advised because when you actually use a clay bar, it can damage the ceramic coating because you're actually using oh. a form of mechanical means um, for decontamination. The chemical has no risk of diminishing the ceramic coating. It's only going to target those brake particles and that brake dust okay. embedded in the coating. Um, but the, the clay bar does have that mechanical action. So although it might be um, very minimal, it will be significantly more than just using chemical means of decontamination. So we never recommend uh, claying a vehicle that has a coating on it. I literally had never thought of it when I've talked with people about ceramic coatings and then randomly it came up. 
Um, so I'm glad I asked the question yeah. because I may have tried it sometime. Yeah, there you go. Just use IronX, you'll be good to go. Would you say that that is a product, IronX, that after you do like a, a strip wash where you strip off all coatings and things like that that are on the paint, would you do the IronX then and then polish and then ceramic? Yes. So, um, yeah, if you're looking to redo anything from like a bare bones, um, Iron X is almost always uh, a step that we recommend. Um, so usually like if you were going to get ready for a coating, um, the process would be, you know, you're going to do an initial wash um, and then you're going to Iron X the vehicle and then you would clay bar it and then you would go into your polish stage. Um, and then from your polish stage, once you get to the paint, the paint in the condition that you want, you would go over a uh, IPA wipe down or CarPro eraser, um, alcohol and polish remover, basically uh, panel wipe. And then you would go into the coating stage. A lot of people stop there and there's nothing wrong with that. I've also heard of people who are really over the top. Uh, they'll put on another layer of, say, wax, like a carnauba wax on top of the coating to bring out some more gloss or depth. Have you noticed a big difference there? And do you have a favorite um, kind of combination or products that complement each other really well? One thing just in reference to encompass your whole question is that just remember whatever you put on top of your ceramic coating, um, especially if it bonds to the ceramic coating, that's the property that your vehicle is going to take on. So um, mm -hmm. traditionally with wax, you know, wax might offer you a higher level of gloss than, you know, just say your traditional sealant um, or coating, which that's once again, arguable. Um, but just say if you were really adamant about putting on wax, that's perfectly fine. But wax is also going to attract dust more so than a sealant or a coating would. So that's going to be the payoff. So your ceramic coating might not be, it's not going to be able to do its job as well as it's intended to because you are putting the wax on top. So that's just something to remember. Um, in terms of like the best combo, uh, traditionally it's just going to be, you'll put a ceramic coating on your vehicle. So uh, two layers of C-quartz, and then you would put your desired um, sealant just every six months or so, whether that be hydrofoam, which is my choice, which can be used as a standalone um, as well, um, or CarPro Elixir, CarPro Reloader, another really popular one. Um, currently with CarPro's latest ceramic coating, uh, C-quartz uh, SIC, um, that coating is so inherently slick right off the bat that we actually don't recommend putting a topper or a sealant on top of it um, until six, seven, eight months down the line after its application. Um, so what has been happening recently, um, and this isn't even, you know, a CarPro recommended, this is actually the community testing and what their feedback is, is a really popular choice right now on the market is to do um, a base layer of C-Quartz UK 3.0, which is a ceramic coating that we offer with a top coat of the SIC. Um, you know, so you're getting the, the base protection of the UK 3.0, as well as additional protection from the SIC, but you're getting the hyper slick uh, focus and the gloss from the SIC um, that most people are actually preferring right now. If I'm hearing you right, it's two different types of, let's call it ceramic coating. It is. But they're, they have different objectives or properties to them. And so they're working in tandem to offer kind of the best of both. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which don't get me wrong, the, the coatings on themselves standalone, even just two coats of each one individually without using the other are still going to provide sure. fantastic results. Um, but people are absolutely loving um, that combination uh, from the feedback that we've gotten from all of our supporters and some of the discussion boards and things like that, that we were a part of. Obviously you would want to maintain that with um, like, you know, your maintenance washes. And then there's also like, you know, de quick detailing sprays on the market. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that can be helpful if you're going to like a Cars and Coffee or something like that, or even if it's uh, stored in the garage, like once a week, spray a quick detailer on it. There are also products that are that contain some ceramic coating properties in them. Is there enough of a benefit to do it on a non-coated car, or is it kind of just more better to use that product specifically on a car that is coated? Also, yeah, really good question. Um, so this is, you're asking a really bunch of questions that a lot of people get confused about. So I appreciate uh, that I'm able to explain it. Um, so one, yes, there is a benefit to putting it on top of the coating. Um, and uh, to quickly address something. So a lot of people will call them ceramic sprays. Uh, usually the main ingredient is SiO2, um, which is the, the the chemical makeup of a ceramic coating. We prefer to call them sealants just because a lot of market, uh, the market right now is putting the word ceramic in as many products as they can um, because ceramic sure. coatings are a hot item. Um, so this just kind of goes back to, you know, make sure you do your own research and really study the product before you, you, um, you work with it. But ceramic spray is a very, is a, a term that you could, you know, I guess, um, correlate with the product that you're talking about. Um, in terms of using these products as a standalone, not even using them on top of a ceramic coating, um, I would say that if you're not wanting to go through the process of installing a ceramic coating or applying it, um, or it's just not within, you know, it's not a good investment for your vehicle, 100%. These, these products are fantastic for vehicles that are non-coated. Uh, so I know I'd mentioned hydrofoam at the earlier of our, our discussion. Um, my car is not coated. I don't have it ceramic coating. I take it off-roading. I go through the trees, the brush. Um, hydrofoam allows my car to stay uh, clean, uh, more frequently have a nice depth of gloss. Um, it's easier to apply. I don't have to go through a heavy application process of polishing and then having to worry about my ceramic coating getting ruined. Um, and it's perfect for my specific lifestyle. Um, so I would say that if a ceramic coating doesn't seem like something that you want to invest in or something that you want to do, having a sealant is my new baseline. Um, since I got introduced to the detailing industry, uh, having a sealant on my vehicle is a baseline just for protection um, because my paint looks immaculate compared to some other people's paint on the market for my my model year and um, uh, vehicle just because I make sure that I'm protecting it from the elements. Sure. So 100%, absolutely. I, I couldn't recommend that more. I guess part of me also wondered how effective of could the product actually be because I've seen videos where to apply the, your typical... Um, ceramic coating that you've got to be very precise and you know you take this small little uh, piece of foam with a super fine microfiber wrapped around it mm -hmm. and you go in very straight lines and you look at its surface and it should look um, like if you see oil mixed with water on the road surface where it's like the rainbow mm -hmm. you should see like the rainbow and then you got to wipe it over to make sure it's not too high and too low and then I see these spray on products and I think okay what where is the gulf between these two products in application yeah so um the 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 sealants are going to be significantly easier to install um so for example although it would be great um so if i'm going to start off fresh it's the first time i'm going to my vehicle i'm going to go through the extra steps i'm going to decon i'm going to clay bar um and then i'm going to apply my sealant but after that i'm just going to maintain it as long as you're maintaining that sealant you can just continue to reapply it you know frequently um, so i apply hydrofoam every three months or so um, it's not going to protect my vehicle as well as a ceramic coating the ceramic coating is going to be significantly thicker 
than mm. the sealant. Um, and you also are going to have a layer of protection that is much more bonded with the paint. Um, so the sealant might take more, you know, grunt from some of the elements, um, but it will also disappear quicker than the ceramic coating will. Because um, at this point, we're talking about how strong it is in terms of how thick the item, quote unquote, or that ceramic that you're applying. So with a sealant, you might be applying a fraction of it, just say it's one tenth of the amount of SiO2 than the ceramic coating. So therefore you're getting one tenth of the longevity or one tenth of the protection from it. Um, I still think it's great, um, you know, for my personal vehicle, my, my vehicle isn't, you know, a beauty queen, it doesn't have to look perfect. So, you know, it, it keeps stuff off my paint, it keeps it looking good, um, you know, and that's good enough for me. That makes sense. I will end with, is there a commonly asked question that we haven't touched on yet, or is there any thing that you, you know, anything on your mind you wanted to talk about that we just haven't touched on yet? I guess the, I mean, the, the recurring theme, it's, it's, it's one of our, our biggest things that we always tell people is that if you're getting into the world of detailing, um, the best thing that we can do, you know, and, and we consider ourselves a really reputable source for information. And we would hope that, you know, if you, if you look into us and you trust us, that you would trust our, um, you know, our recommendations, but please do your own research. Um, because there are a lot of companies and a lot of people out there that are just trying to use the detailing industry as a way to sell products. Um, and, you know, that's, it, it is a, it can provide a lot of negative experiences for a lot of people. Um, and then also turn that into inflated expectations for what is actually possible for your vehicle. So, you know, do your research, don't believe everything that you read online, um, you know, and just, Overall, just find a trusted source and try things for yourself um, because, you know, the last thing we want people to do is, is, is people to get scammed or have a disappointed experience with things that um, they learned incorrectly just by following, you know, uh, a picture on a bottle um, or a, uh, a, a Google ad that says a coding will last 10 years. Um, you sure. know, just, just please do your own research. Great. I appreciate everything that um, you've been able to teach me. Um, I appreciate yeah. your, your time this evening. Uh, you mentioned YouTube earlier. Do you guys uh, post videos directly there or do you have, um, are they on your website where they you can find them? Yeah, we do. So um, we have our YouTube channel, which is if you just search Sky's the Limit Car Care or at Sky Car Care, we'll pop up. Um, I've been pushing the company uh, really hard to get a, a new upload up every Thursday. Um, we'll either focus on a specific product or a theme um, or just general recommendations. Um, I'll, I'll tell people, you know, our main goal with our videos are informative. Um, so it's not going to have flashy jump cuts or anything like that, but sure. I will guarantee you, you're going to get the most information, um, out of that video possible. Um, those, those videos that correlate to products will also be linked on product pages on our website. Uh, we spend a lot of time on our descriptions. Um, you know, sometimes most of the time we have more information in our product descriptions on our site than we do on the manufacturer site. Um, just from things that we find out, you know, better tips, links to other things we may recommend. Um, so, you know, we really spend a lot of time to go in depth on that and just, you know, have the best write-ups for people um, and have the best information out there for customers. But yeah, our, our videos can be found on our YouTube. And then as far as socials, you have two, two accounts, I believe, uh, at Sky Car Care and at carpro underscore us correct correct yes uh one of them is going to be uh more focused on us at the office the at sky car care uh we actually manage both accounts because we just represent carpro in the united states so sure. um if you follow both of those you know uh, i manage both of those but you'll be following us um and then we also run um 
the C-Quartz Finest program. Uh, so at CQ uh, Finest, uh, which is the C-Quartz professional program, um, that's something that uh, Sky's the Limit runs uh, and represents in the U.S. as well. But that's going to be for uh, certified C-Quartz Finest installers. If you're looking to get a coating done um, and then just learn a little bit about the maintenance, those would be the people that we recommend looking into because uh, they follow the same values that we follow in terms of honesty and making sure that you understand what a ceramic code coating can do for your vehicle. Awesome. And then I guess the last place that we haven't mentioned yet beyond the socials would be the main website, carpro-us.com. Um, you can, I mean, just the various sections of the website, there are so many items and obviously it's carpro dominated, but they also have a lot of other products. Um, I'm looking forward to trying the wheel cleaner, like I mentioned earlier. So I'm looking forward to try those. I just haven't had a chance to wash my car again for a while. So you can find all that information on their website. And again, follow them on Instagram at those two accounts and on YouTube for what sounds like some great tutorials. I'm gonna have to look those up now. James, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Isaac. It was a pleasure. Thanks again for joining me. You can reach me by email at windingroadspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at Winding Roads Podcast. Stay in touch. You can always ask me a question, recommend a guest, or just tell me what's on your mind. I look forward to hearing from you. Your feedback is also always appreciated, and I would love it if you could rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app of choice. Until next time, enjoy the drive.